Good evening, party people. I'm gonna wait just a second. And while I wait, if you can get some water, I'm super dehydrated, so. We are drinking a whole French press of water this evening. diffuser this evening we've got some super trippy oils we got valor my fave sage and loyalty all right let's make a little scent tent i did this with my kids tonight and they are zonked out all right we're gonna do it one more time you're not familiar with the scent tent all that is is you put a drop of oil in the middle of your hand and then you take a deep breath let it out and when you breathe breathe from behind your belly button not your rib cage um feels good in here, right? Like, it feels good in my house. Um, I decided that I wanted to get into sound baths, and if you're not familiar with that, it's these bowls that have a certain shape, and when you um, ring them with a mallet, they echo a certain vibration, and it makes this really beautiful and elegant sound, and like, wow, our family needed it, so my kids are zonked out. Because I was like, hey, instead of me buying all of these crystals, why don't I just YouTube this sucker? And here we are. Everybody's asleep. All right. Enough about me. Tonight's message. Goals and dreams. Now, why is this important? Um, your goals are a reflection of you and your heart. And if we are made in the image of God or Imagio Dei, then the goals and dreams we pursue are how we reflect Yahweh in the earth. Right? That makes sense? Okay, so um, this is going to be a brief message. My past few messages have been kind of wordy. We're going to make this one brief. Uh, let's identify the difference between dreams and goals. Okay? A dream is like a fantasy, a daydream, a la-la thing. Um, it can also be something that the Lord gives you in your sleep uh, to um, be a metaphor. Uh, the way it works in uh, Judeo-Christian world. Dreams are metaphorical, visions are literal. Um, tonight's teaching, I will not address those things. We can do that later if you want it. Um, but all of that to say, your dreams and goals are important because just like you are made in the image of God, uh, the mindset and the creativity that you bring to earth um, is also a reflection of Yahweh. So if you... Um, as you pursue the things that the Lord has laid on your heart, you're demonstrating uh, the love and the mindset and the creative vision of the Father. Let's be like, side note, creativity and artistic are not the same thing. Okay, if you can figure out an Excel spreadsheet, you are creative. If you can figure out how to weld, you are creative. If you know how to rewire an engine of, let's say, a Volkswagen, 
you are creative. If you can figure out how to redo the headlights in a Ford Taurus, you are creative. You get where I'm going with this? Artistic and creative are not the same thing. If you're good with money, if you're good with numbers, if you're good with color matching, if you're good with figuring out soil, if you're good at figuring out how to make plants grow, if you're good at figuring out how to make babies grow, you are creative. Uh, creative and artistic are not the same thing. Okay, let's bring this back to goals and visions. All right, um, so dreams, metaphorical or your fantasies, uh, Goals are something that can be informed by a dream that you put action to. Um, oh, hello, Elizabeth. Good to see you. Um, goals are something that you put action to to achieve. So, example. Sometimes I have these dreams of living in a restored antebellum home on 54 acres where I have like a ton of stuff and a couple of tractors. Now, is that literal? No. What is my goal? To get a working farm. Uh, so I have to take action steps to see that happen because it's more important to me to get the working farm than it is for me to get the house. So the goal, restore my trailer, because yes, living in a double wide in the woods has its perks, and then get this land ready. There are action steps that I have to take to see that come to fruition. Um, so those are, that's the difference between goals and dreams. Is that, am I making that clear? Somebody give me an amen. All right, uh, I wanna be clear about the purpose of this message though. The purpose of this message is to inspire you to keep going. Uh, to tell you A, that your goal and dream is valuable and B, to tell you not to quit. However, Oftentimes we think, okay, we have this vision, or we have this dream, or we have this goal, and so because I have it, and I've written it down, and I've thought these happy thoughts, it's going to happen. No. <laughs> that is step one, is to identify your goal and your vision, but a goal and seeing something come to pass requires effort and intentional action steps. Oh, thank you for the same man, Elizabeth. Um, so let's talk about goals. Your goals are valuable. Your goals are valuable regardless of the size of that goal. Your goals are valuable regardless of the success of that goal. And your goal is valuable regardless of the money retained from it. Here's what I mean by that. My goal is to get a working farm. So what is step A? To restore my house and flip my house so it is functional and it's, you know, so I can live with it. My house now does not look like it did when my ex-husband left us. That was intentional. That was a goal. Okay. That did not bring any monetary success. In fact, I had to spend money. Um, that did not bring a lot of attention or followers on Instagram. Uh, what it did do is help create a space where I could move forward with the goal of creating a working farm because if this isn't working in here it's not going to work out there so step a is to get this situated each part of your goal and each step of your goal is important you can't launch the horse or the wagon before the horse okay you got to have the horse before you can get the wagon um oftentimes we're dissuaded from pursuing goals because of the compensation that we receive from pursuing it. 
your goal is not valuable because of capitalism. Your goal is valuable because you reflect heaven on earth. And that vision or that dream that the Lord has given you is worth pursuing. When you pursue your goal, you are connecting your purpose and making space to connect others to Yahweh. So, um, example, I have a friend who's a graphic designer. Her goal is to become better at that. Now, how is she connecting others to Yahweh? Because she is using her God-given skills to help others find their vision and market their vision and give their vision a brand. Okay, what does that do? That connects their vision to others and to Yahweh because we are infinitely created. So it intermingles these visions. Do y'all get where I'm going with that? Um, there is only one you. There's only one. Uh, someone cannot out-anoint your goal. Someone cannot out-special your goal. Someone cannot do you better than you can do you. So when you're pursuing your goal, make sure that you are pursuing you and your goal, not your version of this goal in the mindset of someone else's approval or in the mindset of, well, someone would like this better if I did it this way. No, no, no. You pursue these goals the way the Lord has instructed you to pursue these goals. And I do mean pursue them. I don't mean just like keep thinking about them. I mean pursue them. Um... Here's what Jesus instructs us to do. This is our calling and purpose in life. Matthew, I have been in the New Testament lately. I hope y'all feel loved by this because that's not my jam. Uh, Matthew 22, 36. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And he said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. As you pursue your goal, um, you are pursuing your connection to heaven and your relationship with Yahweh and connecting others to him through that gift. Okay, so whatever you do uh, and whatever goal and um, purpose you're fulfilling right now, you are going to do those two things. Love the Lord because you're in connection with him because he gives you that creative vision, and then you're going to love others with that goal. Example, my house. I have recently redone my kitchen. Um, we all got sick with COVID in November and December, so that's when I decided to repaint my living room. Nobody's sleeping. It's 2 in the morning. What time to paint other than now? I've redone my kitchen. Now I can host people here. I hosted people before, but now it looks better and I'm not stressed out. Uh, so what does that do? Create community. It creates fellowship. It creates a safe place. Guess what? Community, safety, fellowship. Those are all parts of Yahweh. That's part of the community that he created us to be in. So let's say your goal is just to finish all of your laundry in your house because you've got, you know, a thousand kids and laundry multiplies when you have kids. That goal is to create order. That order is a reflection of Yahweh. You're bringing your home into order. You're loving your people. You see how this is full circle? Each goal we have, regardless of its size or scale, is valuable. Okay. Yeshua informs us that we are created to do greater things. 
In order to do that, we must pursue our goals. Let's take a look, shall we? John. All right. John 14, 12. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do, and greater works than these will he, will he do, because I am going to the Father. Jesus is seated at the throne with Yahweh. We are here on earth. The earth is the footstool of heaven. As we pursue the creative vision and the creative goals he gives us, what we're doing is fulfilling this purpose and this plan that he spoke over us, which is greater works than these will he do. We are called and put on this earth to do not only what Jesus did, but to do more than that. So we are called to pursue healing. We are called to pursue, pursue abundance for others. We are called to pursue justice. We are called to pursue order. We are called to pursue um, dominion over the earth. Jesus did it. So are we. How do we get to do what Jesus did? By practice. So even if it's the small goal of doing your laundry, even if it's the small goal of writing in your journal every day, even if it's the small goal of spending time in meditative prayer for five minutes, those goals are part of fulfilling the purpose that Jesus gave us. Greater things will we do. Okay, so there's the biblical foundation for why we should pursue goals and how they are a reflection of the Maggio Dei. Uh, but let's talk about why we don't pursue them. We all know why we don't pursue our goals, but let's, you know, speak it out and take these frazzled, condemning trains of thought. Let's speak them out and take them out of our mind and heart, put them in the air, and then as we do that, it will create space for more heaven. Cool? Let's visit the French class. Why do we not pursue goals? A, we could just be lazy. Um, my daughter and I are very similar. <coughs> We're kind of bums, so it takes a lot of motivation. If you've ever grown marigolds, those are the flowers after our heart. Kind of bums, cute and free-spirited. Takes their time to get there. Um, you could not be achieving your goal because you're just lazy. Because you're waiting on some metaphysical sign. You're waiting on everything to line up. Well, baby, that laundry isn't going to fold itself. That PhD isn't going to get there on its own. That garden isn't going to till itself. Goals require effort. Um, so circumstances that people use to not pursue their goal. Time. Even if it's only five minutes a day where you're looking something up and researching you are pursuing your goal. Even if you've only got five minutes to put away half a basket of laundry, you will finish that if you just commit consistently over time. Don't quit. Just show up. So if time is your restraint, either A, determine how to make that goal work in small bits of time, or B, reprioritize your to-do list so those things make their way into your life. Money. Well, I can't pursue this goal because I don't have 
the cash flow or the capital uh, to open up a store. Okay, well, come up with a plan B. Maybe you don't need a brick and mortar retail location. Maybe you need an Etsy shop. Maybe you don't need um, a $1,500 photo shoot of your products. Maybe you need to take, learn how to take really good photos with Lightroom and your iPhone. Um, maybe you don't need, um, like, so example, here's the deal. I'm running for county council. I've done zero fundraisers, and this sucker isn't cheap. Uh, so what am I going to do? Well, I do have time, but I don't have a ton of money. So I'm going to limit what I'm doing for campaign materials. And instead of blasting campaign materials, which are not eco-friendly and hard to dispose of, uh, what I will do is I have time to go go to people. I have time between now and the election to go meet the constituents of my district. Um, that's how you navigate that. So let's say you don't have a lot of time, but you do have money. Okay, well, figure out how to rearrange your resources or that money is going to something to give you time or to make the time you do have available worth it. So let's say you have extra cash and you really need a website, but you don't have the time to figure out how to build it. Well, you can go pay Squarespace $1,500 and we'll do it for you. Um, maybe you don't have a ton of time to do laundry, but you need all your laundry done and you have some extra cash. Go call a teenager from your congregation or from your neighbor mom group. Uh, find a sitter who will come to your house and do your laundry for you. There's ways to make this work. I have never paid anybody to do my laundry. But it's on my to-do list. It's on my goal list. The first thing I do when I get extra cash is I'm going to pay somebody to do my laundry because I hate laundry and dishes. <clears throat> Another circumstance that... Um, and this is the probably the hardest one to reckon with. Hello, Miss Kristen. Um, is we don't pursue our goals because we feel lack of support. Jesus was not supported. He had followers and he had believers. But for him to get from birth to crucifixion, he was basically alone. It was a narrow road. He walked with 12 disciples, okay? Of those 12, 10 kind of hung around. We know what happened to Judas, but he was ultimately denied. Um, if it is lonely to be the son of God, you can tough it out to pursue your goal. That's not a fun thing to say. But, oh, good evening, Miss Carolyn. Oftentimes we don't pursue our goal because we feel like we're not supported. So if you're married and you're saying, well, my husband doesn't support this goal, I can't do it. Well, either A, have a heart-to-heart -heart and figure out why he doesn't, or B, be content with pursuing whatever XYZ thing is without his support. Um, maybe you don't need to be codependent in this. Maybe you have to be independent of one another in the pursuit of your goal. Um, maybe you're afraid you're going to lose friends. Maybe you won't have time for fellowship if you do this. Some goals you're going to have to give something up to achieve. That's called a sacrifice. Um, you will live. The support that you think you need from others doesn't actually matter. The support you need has to come from your own belief and from Yahweh. 
And if you're looking for external circumstances to validate whatever it is that Yahweh has told you to do, then you're not ready to pursue that goal anyway. That's harsh, but it is true. When you are content and convicted of your purpose, the fear of rejection will not bother you. It will be scary. It will be intimidating. It will make you nervous. It will make you fearful. But on the other side of it is peace. And that goal and that vision that you have, as long as you have peace, it is worth pursuing. Peace does not mean it will be without resistance. Peace does not mean it will be uh, without hardship. Peace does not mean it will come naturally to you. My goal is to build, make this a working farm, and create a lifestyle brand. I suck at building websites. So what do I have to do? I have to go through the hard thing of figuring out how to get a website to work. I have to go through the hard thing of figuring out how to make a podcast. It's not first nature. So as you pursue your goal, you're going to have to overcome some uncomfortable obstacles. Everything is figure outable though. Everything. If I can figure out how to make a podcast B plus work, you can figure out how to do step A for your goal. So let's talk, let's talk about and address some of the mindsets. Um, so these are reasons we don't pursue goals regarding circumstance. Let's talk about some mindsets that we need to address that are preventing us from pursuing our goals. Fear of rejection. We are afraid that our work or our goal won't be accepted by others. Um, you guys, why you are doing your goal is so important. You need to figure that out. Um, ask Yahweh to help you come to a deep-seated place of knowing of why you're pursuing this. And keep in mind, your hobby and your goal or your hobby um, does not need, like you don't need permission from Yahweh for that to exist. But let's say you want to take your hobby and start capitalizing on that. You are going to have to be diligent and figure out why you want that to happen. And you're going to have to be willing to tough out the nose and the hardship that comes with that. Uh, because when you quit or when you don't do it or you're just waiting for things to magically align so you get to have whatever thing it is that you think you need, um, what you're doing is you're selling yourself short and you're actually being lazy and kind of codependent. But the Lord created you to be autonomous. He created you to walk alongside him and with him. It is not his job to make this effortless. It is your job to stand in autonomy and authority with your goal and vision. Do I get where I'm going with that? Does that make sense? I feel like that came out confusing, but I'm not sure how to reward it. We'll keep going. You're going to have to be okay with not everyone playing in your sandbox. Once you learn that your goal is worth pursuing, regardless of the people who are playing with your toys with you, you're going to come to a place of confidence and assurance that this is the right step for you. And that confidence and assurance is priceless. Priceless! <laughs> Once you get it, you won't do anything else. Okay, let's talk about another mindset that prevents us from pursuing our goals. Perfectionism. Did that come out super Southern? Perfectionism. All right. 
Well, if it isn't right, it's just not going to be worth it. If every single step isn't exactly the way I wanted it to be, if every single thing isn't exactly um, the way it should be, if I overanalyze this and I don't have these 12 things, then um, it's, it's just too much or it just can't happen or it's just not valuable. Newsflash, you still have to do iPhone updates because your phone wasn't perfect when it just came out. Um, Instagram, Google, Facebook, YouTube, they still get bug fixes. Be willing to produce B plus work. Show up, be consistent, don't quit. Um, not pursuing your goal because you're afraid that it's not perfect the first time. Well, be willing to make a beta experiment. Be willing to test it out. How did we get fantastic science and arts programs? Because the forefathers of science and art were not afraid to start it. They were okay to come up with B plus work. Um, Einstein wasn't afraid to mess it up. He wasn't afraid for his teachers to think he was stupid. He kept going. He didn't quit. He just kept going. He was like, this system doesn't work for me. Let's drop out and go do something else. He made it. He made a way for it to work. Uh, Michelangelo had a rough go at it. Uh, if he had quit, we wouldn't have the Renaissance, okay? Be willing to put out B-plus work. You are not always going to be known for B-plus work, but to get to the great thing, you have to be willing to try and practice the okay thing. And hey, okay is one step closer than being not done at all. You know, if you look at all your laundry, if you don't do it because you haven't sorted the colors, it's not done the right size, um, everything's mixed together, there's just so much, you don't have five hours, well, that pile of laundry is gonna keep building. It's not gonna go away, it's just gonna keep growing. So you can either take advantage of the resources you have and make your goal work where you are or you can just quit and let it pile up and then it's not doing anything and doing anybody any good it's just getting in the way and goals are like laundry you can either do something with them or leave it there but they're messy if they're in the way um okay let's talk about how to define your goals goals can be defined by identifying your needs. What needs do you have right now? Uh, do you need a creative outlet? Uh, do you need more money? Do you need some education? Uh, do you need personal development? Those can be your goals. Um, it's not exclusive to that list. This is just, you know, a quick little synopsis of assessment. So assess what your needs are. Okay, now take those needs and your skills. What are you good at? Um, all right, right, so you need a creative outlet. Do you like gardening? You need a creative outlet. Do you like singing? You need a creative outlet. Do you like painting? You need a creative outlet. Do you like drawing? Do you like writing? Uh, if you like writing, do you like to write short stories? Okay, if you have a short story, would you like to expand those skills into a novel? If you like prose, would you like to write an epic poem? Um, would you like to pursue spoken word? Uh, if you like to sing, can you combine both of those together? 
your skills and your needs can help you achieve and identify your goal. Your goal is a reflection of your heart and it is worth pursuing. Here's why it is worth pursuing. Even if your journey of your goal is only between you and your maker or you and your family, it is worth it. It is worth it to get all of the laundry out of the floor. And I know I'm using this reference a lot. I did six hours of laundry on Saturday. I don't want to talk about it. Um, but the fact of the matter is, getting all of that laundry out of the floor creates a place of order for your family to flow more smoothly, for your days to go by more smoothly. It creates a sense of order. Yahweh is a God of order. Um, not to be confused with control. No, no, no. Order. God is a God of order. So when you are reflecting on these things and you are trying to pursue your goal, if you are doing it selfishly and self-righteously and not inviting Yahweh with it, you most likely will not have peace and it will be a moment of strife. Yahweh did not put you on this earth to strive to achieve your goals. He put you on this earth so you could stay in communion and in dominion over the earth with him. That's what Adam was created to do, life before the fall, walk in communion with the Father. So as you pursue your goal, you're creating a closer relationship with him to have dominion over whatever part of the earth he has appointed for you, even if it's your laundry. let's talk about some long-term goals. Uh, maybe your goal is to be married. Maybe your goal is to have a family. Maybe your goal is to be famous. Maybe your goal is to make a lot of money. Uh, maybe your goal is just to figure out what you're good at. At some point during this process of long-term goals and the pursuit of long-term goals, you will get tired. It is okay to take a break. God took a break. Yahweh took a break. And he took a break and he reflected on his work. Because he thought what he did was good. Yahweh did not stop making. Good things did not stop after the seventh day. Good things continued. But he paused and looked at his work and admired what he had done. Likewise, when you are tired, take your break and reflect on what you have done. You don't have to be hypercritical of it. You don't have to dismiss the hard work you've done. Look at what you've done and find value in it. Genesis 2, 1 and 2. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished and all the host of them. And on the seventh day, God finished his work that he had done. And he rested on the seventh day from all of the work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. When you rest, when you take a break, when you pause, a pause is not stopping. Pause is not quitting. A pause is a pause. When you pause, bless your pause. Make it holy. And rest, and rest because of what you have created. 
after you go finish those six hours of laundry, pause, look at the accomplishment you've done. You've created order in your home. After you've pursued your goal for a little while, after you've figured out the website, after you've figured out how to do a podcast, after you've figured out how to paint, after you've figured out uh, the creative direction, after you've figured out your branding, after you've figured out how to plant rows of sunflowers in an orderly fashion, pause, take a break, look at the good thing you've done, bless it, make it holy, invite Yeshua, invite Yahweh into this space with you. When you take your break, you might need a break because you have so many ideas running through your head, you're not sure which direction to take. Ask a friend. I did that this week. And this is a rad verse because I'm fierce and I know you are too. Alright, Proverbs 20:18. Plans, plans are established by wise counsel, by wise guidance, wage war. When you pursue your goal and you seek counsel, you develop a plan to continue to continue the pursuit of that goal. And what is that goal? It's reflecting heaven on earth. So the war that you're waging is against darkness. Every time you pursue, um, every time you pursue your goal and you reflect heaven on earth, you're coming against the kingdom of darkness because you are implementing order on earth. Does that make sense? Okay. Um, so when you're reading that verse in Proverbs, A, ask counsel to inform your plan. Get some guidance. Wise counsel is important. Uh, and then go pursue it wholeheartedly, unashamedly. Um, and you guys, when you're pursuing your goal, do not quit. Don't quit. Um, let the season run its course. If you quit before things are finished or before things are done in due time, you'll regret it and you'll have a ton of questions. You will second guess yourself. You will make yourself think what all of the what if thoughts will come in. Pursue your goal until Yahweh directs you otherwise. Pursue your goal until it's finished. So if you, I'm going to go back to the laundry example. Don't finish doing laundry until it's done. Keep going until you've established order in your home. Um, if you, if your desire is to finish your education, don't quit until you have that diploma. If your desire is to start a family, figure out all of the options to make that happen, whether it's through um, adoption, foster care, IVF, um, there's tons of ways to make your family happen. Don't give up. Pursue it as long as you want to. Maybe your goal is to have a thriving business. Don't quit until the Lord gives you direction. Maybe the first business idea you tried out didn't work. Okay, fine. Regroup. Talk to your friends. Uh, get some wise counsel. Regroup and figure out which direction you need to go. But do not quit. Your goal is a reflection of your heart and your heart is a reflection of the Imagio Day. Okay? Um, there are some practical things you can do to make your goals happen. Oftentimes, what happens when we have all of these goals and ideas and trains of thought 
is that they stay uh, frenet like these frenetic wires in our brain and they never come out. Make space in your brain, establish peace. <laughs> to do that, take all of your brilliant, loud, bossy thoughts and put them on paper. So let's say you have a to-do, like a to-do list. Make a to-do list of your goals, okay? Uh, this is where my heart is right now. This is what I want. This is why I want it. I want numbers one, two, and three. Okay, so um, let's go back to my friend who's a graphic designer. Um, she wants to. She loves. Do, she loves doing graphic design. Okay. Well, how do you do that for others? Who do you serve? What kind of content are you willing to make? Um, what price point are you comfortable charging? Write down all of these things. Write down your goals. What can you do with this? Who can you serve? Take all of your thoughts and put them on paper. Then sort them all out. Make your priority list. Um, and then map them. So example, with my house and my flower farm and my eventual lifestyle brand, I've got to start here. I've got to start with restoring my trailer. Um, I gotta make my house a place that I can live in and function and um, have a place of order with my kids, but also a place where I can creatively express all of my trains of thought um, so I can learn how to deal with this southern mud. Um, there is steps to this process. Habakkuk 2-2. This verse is used a lot and it's used a lot because it works. Habakkuk 2.2. 2. And the Lord answered me, write the vision, make it plain on tablets, so he may run who reads it. Write your vision down. Run for it. Um, if it stays in your brain, you're just going to dismiss it and get lost, and you're going to continue pondering this thought until it's out. So give yourself permission to externally process your thought, write it down, and then make the plan to pursue your goal. Um, when you make a plan, it can be a concept map, uh, a chart, a map, a path, whatever it is. Um, you can make your plan the way you need to. Um, just don't leave it as an internal, don't leave it as an inner dialogue in your brain. Make it come out of your head. Whether you write it down, whether you talk to somebody, um, whether you get a whiteboard or a chalkboard or you chalk paint your wall, uh, whatever it is that you need to do to get your inner dialogue of your goal out of your mind, do that. And take it from point A to point B. Okay. Um, we're going to recap, and then I'm going to close this out real quick. So there's three steps to this. Dreams is the la-la space. It's the metaphorical thing that... Jesus gives us visions or what you imagine or give an insight for. Those are literal things. And then goals are the steps to make your vision happen. Your dream and vision is beautiful, but if you don't put goals in place for those things to happen, they're lost. And these things are worth pursuing. Have a kick, two, three. If you think that it's not worth it and that 
and you need some encouragement to keep going, I'm going to close out with two verses. For still, for still, the vision awaits its appointed time. It hastens to the end, and it will not lie. If it seems slow, wait for it. It will surely come, and it will not delay. I have a friend, she greatly desired to be a wife and mother. And she was steadfast in pursuit of that. She got engaged. Um, it is worth it to be patient. It is worth it to be steadfast. It is worth it to see your goal come to pass. I wanted to finish my education. I had to wait and be patient until the right time. Turns out the right time for me to do that was when I became a single mother. Working a full-time job. This is the right time to pursue this. Um, your goals and your visions are worth pursuing. Do not dismiss them because it doesn't look normal. Because of acceptance of others. Do not dismiss them because they require effort or intention or hard work. Your vision and your goal is worth pursuing. Uh, I've been closing these things out with prayer, uh, but tonight I want to close out with a blessing. Um, let me drink from the French press. When you're pursuing a goal or a dream, when you have a dream and a vision and you start putting action into those things, it can become very tiresome and it can make you question why you're doing what you're doing. Um, so tonight, I want to give you guys a blessing. Um, not just a prayer, but a blessing. Um, and in true Miss Cole fashion, we're going to go Old Testament with this. Numbers. Numbers 6, 22 through 26. Um, the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, Thus you shall bless the people of Israel, and you shall say to them, So you, the beloved, may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord give, lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. As you reflect on what your goals and dreams are, invite Yahweh in. As you externally process, confess, communicate these goals and visions with him, not just in an inner dialogue, but just like I'm speaking to you. Have the dialogue. Hey, God. Thank you for this dream and vision. I don't know what to do with it. Yeshua, what do you think about this? Okay, Jesus, here's the train of thought. I'm going to do laundry. I'm going to do the personal development. I'm going to apply for this. I'm going to take the steps. I'm going to do this. Will you walk with me? Holy Spirit, I invite you to walk with me in this. The Lord will lift his countenance upon you. He will put peace and mercy on you as you pursue your goal. Um, 
as we question um, whether or not we're pursuing, as we question whether or not our goal is worth pursuing. And the answer is yes. Because the Lord will bless you and keep you, and you are made in his image, your vision is made in his image, and his face will shine upon you because you are pursuing the work he created you to do. So, your vision is worth it. Don't quit. Be intentional. All right. I love you guys. I'll talk to you later.